0: Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. All righty, welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you joining us today. Today on the podcast, we got Jacob Croyle. Hello. Rob Croyle. Hello. And myself, Logan Daly. Hi, Logan. Hi, Logan. Let's go ahead and dive right in. Um I preached this weekend. Rob was out of town and uh I had a shortcoming. Bam That was like almost a price's right sort of yeah. like a falling off. <laughs> yeah. You were a little off, but it was, it was, was close. close. <laughs> it was close. Is that our shortcoming? That, that was, might have been the shortcoming. That's another shortcoming. No, That's a second we're just they're they're adding up. No. I, I was, I was m- at least a little unclear, if not completely wrong, about my understanding of the Jubilee year. Um, this was uh, corrected by Brent Billings, who was visiting Mission Ridge from Moscow. Shout out to Brent. He usually listens to the podcast and then tells me what I did wrong. Thank you, Brent. Um, we appreciate you greatly.
1: We need uh, that input.
0: That, that is necessary. He's a, a, a great source of shortcomings. But uh, Brent pointed out directly after the service, didn't even let me have any time to sit in it, just right off the bat there, um, the Jubilee year, I think I said it was every seven years?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Which is not entirely true. So the Jubilee year was actually once every... Well, okay. So every seven years, you had a Sabbath year is what they called it. And you let the fields rest for that one year, right? So every seven years, everybody take, and you'd rest your fields for a year. This was the Sabbath year. Mm-hmm. Now, after you had done seven Sabbath years, so on the seventh Sabbath year, so the seventh of seven, which would be, what's seven times seven is 49? Yep. Right? Yeah. Okay, so every 49 years, you would have a year of Jubilee. And what that did is it, like, this is the one where debts were forgiven and, you know, things went back to the way they were supposed to be. Uh, If we do a quick search on Wikipedia here, uh, it comes up. uh, There's some dispute within the rabbis, apparently, of whether it was the 49th year or whether it was the following the 50th year. So you might see it either way there. Uh, The Jubilee Year of Release is what it's known as, deals largely with land, property, and property rights. According to Leviticus, slaves and prisoners would be freed, debts would be forgiven, and the mercies of God would be particularly manifest. Uh, this is in Leviticus 25:18 through 13
1: hmm.
0: You shall count off seven Sabbaths of years, seven times seven years, and there shall be to you the days of seven Sabbath, Sabbaths of years, even 49 years. Then you shall sound the loud trumpet on the 10th day of the 10th month uh, of the 7th month. Sorry. On the day of atonement, you shall sound the trumpet throughout all your land. You shall make the 50th year holy and proclaim liberty throughout the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee to you and each of you shall return to his own property and each of you shall return to his family. That 50th year shall be a jubilee to you. In it you shall not sow, neither reap what grows itself of itself, or gather from the undressed vines. For it is a jubilee. It shall be holy to you. You shall eat of its increase out of the field. In this year of jubilee, each of you shall return to his property. Um, The biblical rules concerning sabbatical years, or Shemitah, are still observed by many religious Jews in Israel, but the regulations for the jubilee year have not been observed for many centuries. According to the Torah, observance of Jubilee only applies when the Jewish people live in the land of Israel according to their tribes. Thus, with the exile of the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and Manasseh in about 600 BCE, Jubilee has not been applicable, which I don't know. I, I don't know if they've ever done a year of Jubilee as a nation.
1: Well, if you think about what God's inviting them to do...
0: It's radical.
1: It's radical. It's So Exodus is a story where they're, they're taken back to the land that was promised to them in the first place, and and God provides throughout that time. And Pharaoh had an opportunity to do something truly redemptive in, in letting the people go, and he, and he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Now God is inviting Israel to do two things: one is to share in that redemptive process by setting people free by giving back you know and and let's say let's say Logan you owed me money and out of that process, you know we exchange land. And and now the debt, you know, that debt's been set. But I have your property, and yeah. and that probably happens because maybe you haven't managed things well, and so this this all ties into forgiveness. Like, forgiveness is daily bread, and mm-hmm. forgiveness, like these are these are connected.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: You know, and so you know, it didn't matter if uh, if I had had your property for a year or forty-nine years, I was supposed to give it back to you.
0: On the Jubilee year.
1: I'm supposed to, so I'm supposed to participate in that process of, of redemption, mm-hmm. of setting people free, but also it's an invitation to experience God's provision again. Sure. Which is when we're in my experience, when I'm waiting on God for his provision Versus looking at my savings account, uh-huh. it is awkward.
0: Uh-huh.
1: It is such an awkward feeling, and it's—I've—I've uh, I've never really liked it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, I don't know if I've gotten to the point where I'm good at it. Uh-huh. But that's what—that's what the Lord is inviting Israel
2: well, and I think to do.
0: There's a certain amount of planning. I'm by no means an expert on this, but it seems to me from from reading about Jubilee and my understanding of it. Maybe I'm maybe I'm off here, but it seems like there is an amount of provision, um, or not, not provision, preparation. Like you have to prepare for Jubilee. You have to prepare for the Sabbath year, mm-hmm. right? You can't just like this is this is like uh, Joseph in. Egypt saying we're going to have 7 years of plenty and then we're going to we're going to storm up and then we're going to have 7 years of famine and God's going to provide through those 7 years of famine because he gave the 7 years of plenty right so i think to some degree you have a uh, a certain responsibility to store up and be 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 a good steward of what you have so that you can make it through and you can get everybody else through the year of jubilee but it also comes across from leading, reading that Leviticus passage that God's going to make that a plentiful year without you even doing anything.
1: And I think there's... Um, I think what you're talking about is is really ordering our life. Mm-hmm. You can't accidentally walk into, you know, the Sabbath theater. And you can't accidentally walk into Jubilee. Like, you have to order your life And and if you haven't ordered your life and, and the same thing for tithing today. I mean, I've, I've sometimes wondered like, how's my buddy that is the same pay grade as me. And, and you know, when I was in the military, I'm going, how's my buddy doing what he's doing and going, Oh, you know what? If I add up the tithe, like there's of room to do that. Uh. You know, um, and I don't know their their whole situation. I don't know what their spouse is doing. I don't I don't know what their family finances look like. But I'm going sure. You know, at one point I was both tithing and had my kids in private school, and so that's a that's a big that's a big expense. You know, overall,
0: it definitely yeah. I mean, well, I'm a good example of this. So I don't have kids. I don't have a ton of other expenditures. Right. So I can get by. Um, like, I can get by at a certain level. And my lifestyle, comfort, ability to provide for myself is reflective of people that make a sizable chunk more than me. Right. Mm-hmm. But they have a family. They have, you know, whatever. They're maybe a little... You know, they just have other stuff that they have to take care of. I Maybe mean, they got student loans, um, where I didn't. I didn't have to do that. You right. Know? So that that sort of thing, like it, it's not always. That's not always a great uh, measuring tape when we when we compare ourselves to what what it looks like other people have, what other people are doing.
2: You That's, just have betas to take care of,
0: I just have betas to take care of and you know they're proving expensive, you know they're so spoiled and stuff they are spoiled. I spoil <laughs> my betas, my goodness, the ones that are still around, you know what <laughs> you speak Francis's name with reverence, he was bad at being a fish, but he was a good friend <laughs> anyway um so yeah, so like I, the that all that just said. I screwed up the year of Jubilee in the sermon, so now you have a better understanding of it. Um, Now I have a better understanding of it. We've all gained a little intelligence thanks to Brent Billing.
1: Thank you, Brent. Brent. You're a good man.
0: Good man. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. Anyway, uh, let's talk, Jacob, let's talk about Marty's teachings. Yeah. um, So you studied under Marty for a bit. I mentioned that, that we were going to talk about this. I
2: guess in some ways I still
0: do. Still do. Still do. (laughs) um does one ever stop studying under marty
2: (laughs) i think some people do some people stop (laughs)
0: um
2: yeah and this is actually a more recent one i heard from him where uh um marty solomon has his own bible podcast uh called bema um b-e-m-a um and uh he got to the Lord's Prayer, and uh, they found some. Uh, he was talking about how some interesting stuff that they found with the uh, like some archaeology. Where, uh, and, so there's a prayer called the Amidah prayer. Um, it's one. Of, it's one of the really important prayers to the Jews. Uh, the, their number one most important prayer is the Shema, and then this guy is second. Um. And, like, structure-wise, we knew for a while that the Amidah prayer is, like, the same as um, the Lord's Prayer. Um, Same basic structure, says the same things. Like, sometimes it's worded differently. Um,
0: But a lot of similarities.
2: A lot of similarities. Okay. Um, And then they actually did end up finding one that dated from before the Lord's Prayer. Um, I want to say if i remember right i think it was 100 bc okay or something like that um so we know uh that's from before um jesus so it, it's kind of interesting cuz he's not he's not really making up a prayer on the spot um but there's one one significant difference between uh as far as uh, from my understanding any other amarna prayer they've ever found and this one and it's the, uh, uh, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Um,
0: so the forgiveness piece was not in the other versions that we've come across archaeologically. Yes. Okay. Yeah, including and, the it, one that predates.
2: Yes, and also including modern versions of the prayer, uh, it's generally it's not included. Sure. sure. Okay. Um, which is pretty interesting. As well, and where the Lord's Prayer is in the Gospels. It's, like, right around Jesus talking about forgiveness anyways, mm-hmm. right? Um,
0: well, like I mentioned in, you know, it's falling in the Sermon on the Mount, and he would already dropped the, you know, love your enemies. Mm-hmm. And that whole section, he he finishes the Lord's Prayer with uh, Matthew six fourteen fifteen. 15, mm-hmm. I think off the top of my head, with that, you know, if you don't forgive your trespasses, then your father won't forgive your, you know, if you don't forget, forgive other people's trespasses against you, then God won't forgive your trespasses. Blah mm-hmm. blah blah. Like it's it's a big thing throughout yeah. this entire Sermon on the Mount is forgiveness. Mm-hmm. It's a, a running theme for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of interesting because uh, and you could almost say that Jesus would, like you know because his disciples ask him how do we pray, and just like you guys know how to pray, or 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 you could say he didn't necessarily say you know how to pray, or you you could say he. It's like uh, you guys have prayer mostly right. You just need to add forgiveness.
0: Oh, okay. So you Which is what he's been saying yeah, this entire the, time. If the Amida if that was uh if that existed before and they were familiar with it, mm-hmm. then he's like, "All right, well, this is you know how to pray. This is what you do." Mm-hmm. But then he throws in that one little bit, which would be very rabbinical mm-hmm. to either leave something out or maybe throw in something, yeah. something new and fresh that would make everyone go, "Wait, what?" That makes sense
2: well okay. and and this is a shortened version of the Amidah, um w we specifically what i'm talking about the shortened versions mm-hmm. um because uh they uh the jewish people definitely have some really long prayers um we've talked about how um some of the more religious jews will pray for hours in a day um
1: well rob especially like rabbis last week
0: you mentioned was it was it the avada or what was the one that you said if you prayed it out, it would take the better part of an hour?
1: It's uh, within a day, it's, it's about a total of an hour prayer. So okay. you do the Shema in the morning, you do the Shema in the evening time, you do the Amidah. Uh I'm looking here online right now where, where Rabbi Dr. Joseph Ben Hagai. Mm. Is suggesting that the uh, that the Lord's Prayer is actually a guide to remembering the 19 blessings. Uh. um Which would have been actually 18 at the time of Jesus.
2: Okay. Which is what the Amidah is. Is the 19 is blessings.
1: It's the 19 blessings. Yeah. yeah. The, the okay. 18 at the time. <laughs> but yeah, I would spend about an hour's worth of praying... Like it takes some time to get through. I don't I I don't remember, but it's just it's not one of those things where you can like, oh yeah, I forgot to do this, let's do this real quick.
0: Sure. Yeah. Um, it's not a blitzkrieg prayer.
2: It's not the opening prayer at care group.
0: What? I don't know what you're talking about, Jacob. I never make that go really quick. <laughs> Hashtag convicted.
2: No, and it's and it's interesting uh some of the very different ways um we approach prayer. Um obviously for one we don't do a pre-made prayer. Um some Christians do. Obviously. We do sometimes. Yes. And there there are, some. there are some. Um we definitely uh, we don't usually do ones that are hours long. <laughs>
0: no, no, they're very um, very brief yes. usually. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um and then there's the structure of them can be pretty different. Um as like just looking at the Lord's prayer, um and we talked about this a bit in the sermons where, you know, there's the parts that are, like, praising God and recognizing his authority and all that stuff. Um, and then there's, um, can I have what I need? Um, and then it's interesting because, you know, with the daily bread, it's just what we need. But uh, Yeah. It's pretty.
0: Um, so... Some tasty stuff there gives you something to maybe go look into and explore a little bit more. Um, and definitely I, I wouldn't, I would link to Marty's teaching on Bema, but that's like in the middle of his current session. And that's not the proper way to do that podcast. Just so listen to all of it. If you're interested in that one, go back to the beginning, start at the beginning. I promise you it'll be worth it. Um, definitely give that give that a listen if you're interested in this stuff we get a lot of our content from marty or from the people that marty studies from there is uh over
2: 130 episodes of Marty's don't podcast. don't tell them that now
0: them to they're never up. gonna do it <laughs> it's three easy seasons <laughs> of no, 1999 no. but wait there's more oh there's three seasons. There's actually two more. There's at least two more series two more Speaking seasons. Speaking from coming.
2: experience, you can binge them all in, in uh two weeks. Some of us have
0: some <laughs> of us don't have that much time in two weeks I to actually dedicate to that. Was working a full time job at that point. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> there you go. All right, there you go. You can work you is that, that like normal play speed? That was at normal play speed.
2: I don't believe it. Um I would get home. Okay. And that was all I would do. Like I'd eat. <laughs> wow! It was brutal. Um, I would not recommend it. Um, he was single. <laughs> I still am, but <laughs> even I'm not
0: that single. My goodness! <laughs> Zing! <laughs> uh, all right. So the other thing that I mentioned, uh, I think at least I think I mentioned it, <clears throat> is that the traditional end of the prayer. So when we when we say the Lord's prayer, you know. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts against those of the debtors, blah, blah, blah. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And then we tack this thing on at the end. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Right? This is, and and there's variations on this, that depending Mm -hmm. on which liturgical background you came from, you know, it's the same as I mentioned, the trespasses versus debts. Um, uh, but depending on your liturgical background, we tack one of these on and this did not get added until much later. This, uh, I was, I was listening to some teachings on the Lord's Prayer by Brad Gray. We listened to those a lot for this series and pulled a lot of information from him. But one of the things that he talked about was this didn't come up till about the fourth or fifth century that this got added on.
1: In the text, in the text, yeah, yeah, in the in the Matthew
0: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, copies that we have, were the yeah,
0: yeah, they added this on, and it's related to the um. Let's see, there are at least ten different versions of the doxology in early manuscripts of Matthew before it became standardized to this one. Jewish prayers at the time had doxological do, doxological endings. There's a word for the day doxological endings. Most modern translations don't include it.
1: Yeah, so it was part of the worship practice of our of the early church. Mm-hmm. Um, we see in the document called the uh, Didache uh, in eight three that that. One that we're invited to pray this way, encouraged to pray this way three times a day, mm-hmm. but then this doxology, which seems to be coming out of First Chronicles twenty nine, and a prayer that uh, that David expresses. Yeah,
0: twenty nine eleven.
1: Yeah, so he, yeah, he says, "Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the." And the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom of the Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. So there's some similar language that's pulled from this Chronicles passage, this prayer of David. And uh, it's it it's shows up in various forms in the early church prayers. Mm-hmm. And so it's, on the one hand, it's not necessarily part of the original text of Matthew, but on the other hand, it is actually biblical text. Like it, it has roots in in biblical text. And so I have absolutely no problem with someone uh, having this doxology as part of their prayer. I, sure. think, I think it totally makes sense. It was part of the first church's Early churches' uh, prayer life mm-hmm. and the document that Didache is its history ranges somewhere between one hundred BC, one hundred AD to about three four hundred AD. So within the first one to two hundred years, three hundred years of of Christian practice, mm-hmm. and so in the Didache it precedes the Matthew text. Which tells us why maybe, you know, this was getting this was getting added in. You know, this was part of their liturgy as were. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, and the the Roman Catholics, um, Roman Catholics don't use the doxology. We we can call this a doxology. Um, this would be uh, like the related in a lot of ways, to the old 100 doxology, if you're familiar with that, the praise God from whom all blessings flow, all that stuff. Um, but they, they do use the, for the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. It's used in the Catholic Mass, but they say it separately in the context of a different prayer that is spoken or sung by the priest as the final petition. Hmm. One of the things we were talking about in care group last night, I think it was Mike was bringing this up, and I'm going to have to check because I'm going to my buddy Patrick's wedding in a couple of weeks and he's Catholic. And I would be very, very surprised if they don't do a full blown Catholic mass because he's Catholic. Um, So I'm going to have to double check this before, because if we have to recite the Lord's prayer, I want to know, because it sounds like they stop at the end of, uh, but deliver us, uh, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Right. So, and they stop there and then they do some other little thing and then they do the response at the end of it, is what it was sounding like. Interesting. So I'm gonna have to yeah. I'm gonna have to look this up because we all know how embarrassing it is to go to a different church where they do something a little different on the Lord's Prayer, and all of a sudden you're, you're taking a solo, like oh boy, <laughs> sticking out like a sore thumb. Like oh, he's the evangelical.
2: Everyone ends it and it's dead quiet, and you say. <laughs>
0: Logan comes in with a solo.
1: (laughs) Just do it with your best voice, you know, your best singing voice. Mm,
0: There it is. There it is. So anyway, that is another fun little tidbit.
1: And if it's a beautiful hall with some great acoustics, you know nice nice tenor.
0: We just come right in with it. Yeah. Just right out. Mm, Everybody be like, that's right. That's right. I have no idea what's going on, but I sound good knowing not, not libri- what's going
1: on. Nacho Libre. you know.
0: <laughs> oh, that's fun. I need to watch that again. It's been at least six months. <laughs> it's been a couple of years. Uh, so yeah, there's the traditional end of the prayer. Um, last thing we wanted to talk about here was, well, maybe the last thing, who knows? We might find other things to talk about, but we wanted to talk about daily bread not just the bread that i'm making but the fact that some gathered more and some gathered little jacob you had an mm. excellent point on this
2: yeah no because it's kind of interesting when you're reading it because yeah it says some gathered more some gathered little and then it says and then they measured it with the omer and everyone got what they needed yeah um this
0: is back in exodus
2: this is back in exodus um and uh it's it's interesting to note. I mean, the this time in the desert, is, uh, and especially this part, there's a few tests that the the Israelites go through. Um, the last one was the bitter waters, um, mm. and they didn't do very good at that one. <laughs> they
0: kind of failed. Not that so one. much. Not so much. Moses didn't do so hot there either. Yeah. Um. No, he did. He did fine on that Isn't one. Isn't that the one where he like threw the? the stick at the rock and
2: no you're thinking uh a bit later it's
0: is that is that after oh it's this is a... the one where they then they came a little further and then there was a big old pool yes that's right okay yeah there's like there's three different this sections is where we get good things come to those who wait that's right yeah. <laughs> as opposed to good things come to those who wade
2: well it's it's more like but, good know. things come to people who don't uh complain <laughs> <laughs> Good things something come to like those that. who
0: just listen to what God told them to do. Just wait is a sec. Is that how that works? Okay.
2: Uh, both the manna one. Um, so, yeah. Well, and it's interesting to note, too, at the end it says Moses was angry with the people. Because, like it says, some people try to keep it. Um, and, and then it, it got And it doesn't rotten. keep. Yes. Um, it but, got nasty. But it is really interesting to note that Moses was angry. Mm. Um, God wasn't angry. God didn't say anything. You're right. He um, doesn't say that.
1: So, so, so let's say that a little clearer. Some yes. people kept it. They Scribed, tried to store up. They grabbed more than they needed. To Stored store it up, up overnight. Well, so we know that they all got what they were supposed to. They actually all end up getting the same, right? Yes. Co- yeah. No. Because Elmer,
2: it is after they all get what they were supposed to get that. So some people, like from that reading, you almost have to assume some people didn't eat all of it.
0: To test what it would do.
1: Well, I I don't know. Here could be that, or they were could supposed to
0: share with people and they didn't. But well, it does say everyone got what they needed?
1: What I wonder though is think in terms of like the Great Depression. Okay. Mm, think in terms of the Great Recession that so many of you that you're just recently. Yeah, that's that's your experience. Is that its right. Official name now. It's a, it's yeah, it's a rese- the recession. We called it the Great Recession. <laughs> I don't know if it's recession. the Great Recession. I don't know if it's the Great Recession, but I just remember when the when the speaker on generational issues. Oh yeah, you didn't call it that. So that's right. So recession. Millennials are actually or Gen Z really good with money. Really good with money. They're really good with saving. Mm-hmm. Well same kind of experience coming out of the Great Depression like when you come out of a traumatic a time where you don't have enough Mm
0: -hmm. yeah
1: where you don't know if you're going to be able if you're going to eat the next day
0: yep
1: so maybe that's why God wasn't mad because maybe God understood why they wanted to hang on and what they needed to learn was no I am going to be here Mm. I'm going to be here every day Mm mm-hmm I'm going to be here every day. Did I tell you? Every day. I'm going to be here. And so maybe that's why God wasn't mad because he understood the context of their pain.
2: Well, and uh, part of the teaching was kind of like with where they, everyone grabbed, like everyone grabbed some, right? Some grabbed a little, some grabbed a lot. And then they measured it and they, and it, it seems to say that they all got a bunch and they got together and they distributed it. Not everyone didn't like go out and grab their own. Um and so, you know, they knew they had to take care of people who couldn't go out and grab, you know, get their own manna. Um
1: It's almost like if God's providing, then you realize that He's providing for all of us and it should it should work out mm-hmm. work out the same.
2: And this goes back to where we pointed out that it says give us mm-hmm. our daily bread. Um, where it's, 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 it's more communal. It's more, you know, um, very much so I might've grabbed more or I might've gotten more, but someone else maybe doesn't have any or, or maybe just doesn't have enough.
0: Sure. Yep.
2: So, yeah. So God probably wasn't mad because they passed the test. Like they they didn't quite get an A plus. Some people (laughs) <laughs> some people tried to keep some overnight, and it didn't. Needed work.
0: to study a little more. Go back for round two; it was fine. Yeah, they got like a B or C. <laughs> hey, averages are averages, baby. <laughs> Cs get degrees. I don't know. Something Passing like through the Something they like passed that. through the red sea, so I mean that they got a degree. Well, well in for some
2: that. ways, the point of these te- of testing is is often more for us to learn. Um, whereas normally with school, a test is so that the teacher can know can gauge if you learned if we learned not as much for us to learn
0: different different mindset for sure
2: slightly different approach
0: i remembered something else that i wanted to point out all right so in matthew help me with this we got jesus teaching and he's teaching and he talks about give us this day our daily bread and then a little bit later it's a little bit later in matthew right there's this whole story with some fish and some bread and the feeding of the 5,000, right? Mm. Isn't that... That that occurs not too long after that, correct? Because I'm thinking... I'm thinking that that teaching probably has some connections. Or you could make some connections that would not be wildly... I don't know, crazy heresy to make some connections between... uh or some assumptions, maybe, that people would be seeing, oh, there's all this bread. This bread is being provided.
2: Yeah, uh, 14. Jesus feeds the 5,000.
0: So it is after it.
2: It is. Yeah. So, so a-
0: at the least, his disciples <laughs> should remember this.
2: And there there are connections there. Um I mean, you think of being provided bread. Um, and then there's also, there's all sorts of numbers going on there. Where uh, 5,000, you think of um, Torah, you know, so you think of Sinai. Um, so you think of the desert. Um, what's more in there? There's a lot in that one. There's a lot of numbers in that one that point back to Exodus. Hmm. Um, five loaves and two fish. So that's another five and and then you've also got two, so you got the the two tablets. Um
0: sure. just a couple. Just a couple. It's so like it's all
2: one big story. It's definitely there uh, so technically you have to do a couple of hops and jumps to get to the Lord's Prayer, but it's you know, they're both connected to the same story.
0: Sure. Okay. I'm just thinking I'm just thinking that maybe somebody was praying the Lord's Prayer. One of the disciples is like, we're going to pray. Give us this day our daily bread. Ooh. <laughs> As they're like, what are we going to do? How are we going to feed everybody with five loaves? If uh, if
2: this was a TV show or a movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would definitely be the place to put that in. Yep, Take some artistic liberties. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway.
2: Well, and if it is the Amidah prayer, then that means they prayed it that day.
0: Yeah, indeed.
1: So, so that's chapter fourteen. Then chapter fifteen is the feeding of the four thousand. They, like me, they still didn't get it. <laughs> and they got to do it again. <laughs> well, the four thousand was Gentiles, right? It was, but it's still the same miracle. I mean, it's just oh, the one well, the it, disciples didn't mm-hmm. quite get it. Yeah,
0: I like it. I like it.
1: Like where we're going to find bread for all these people now? Just because it's separated by a chapter doesn't mean that that happened the next day. It could have been, sure. could
0: have been a while. Yeah, could have been a minute. Um, yeah, that was. Uh, I don't know. It was just a in my mind when I was putting things together and thinking about stuff. That was one that I was like, wait. Uh, there's another story with bread involved. Yeah. So. There you go. Any other closing thoughts? Keep praying it. Yep.
1: It's a prayer of a disciple.
0: Yep. I agree. I agree. All of this points back to, like, this is, like, we said in the sermon, this whole thing is all about bringing kingdom to earth. So, Mm -hmm. if you want to see that show up in your life, this would probably be a good prayer to be praying. Absolutely. Um, if you don't want to see that show up in your life, this would be a terrible prayer to be praying because it's going to happen. So you've been warned. <laughs> uh, you've been warned. Perfect. Well, thanks for joining us on another episode of Footnotes. We will
1: catch you next time. Later. Bye.
0: You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more footnotes.